Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Time to Rolls Campaign 1. This is episode 54, which is wild to think. Um, we're going to get into it pretty quickly here. Um, I've been neglecting editing the Baldur's Gate 3 videos for YouTube. I just have not had time. Uh, to be completely blunt, I'm a one-man show uh, when it comes to editing and recording and production. Um essentially so it's uh there's a lot going on um but i'm gonna get it out there my goal is to have at least two episodes out this weekend or this week coming week um so when you're seeing this video tomorrow monday on the youtube channel hopefully there'll be a uh a Baldur's gate 3 episode out on tuesday that's the goal so anyways whether or not i'm uh whether or not i actually can accomplish that is dependent on my entire schedule but given that i'm at the end of the month with work i should have a little bit extra time so hopefully that will be fine uh if you guys haven't seen speaking of Baldur's gate 3 um magic king mousy and i are currently in the middle of a uh, Baldur's gate 3 playthrough uh where mousy and i are playing the twin bards the twin smurf bards we're literally blue skin with white hair uh bar uh tink and tonk um but uh, joined by um king's character jock mcjockerson he's a he's a sorcerer and uh magic's lovely character uh grobu i think is his name um but he's a dragonborn vengeance paladin and he destroys things so anyways if, you, if you're interested in checking that out live, we're live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We're about halfway through Act 2. So if you want to, you know, check in and watch those live with us, that'd be cool. And like I said, hopefully I will be having these the episodes out on YouTube so that we can catch up with the entire journey of the uh, Baldur's Gate 3 playthrough. Um, it is going to be raw and primarily unedited, uh, so you're you're going to be getting all the camera issues and all the uh, and all the lags and stuff that come with a stream. But you'll be able to watch everything. So, anyways, uh, that does it for announcements. I think we're going to hop right into it. We have a lot to cover, and uh, we are missing Squirtle today. He is uh, away on a trip, uh, primarily for uh, pleasure, but he. He's away for the weekend, so uh, we will be seeing him hopefully next weekend, uh, but who knows. Anyways, let's get right into it. Uh, I think everybody's ready. Hopefully there's not some craziness going on in chat, but we'll find out. Wait till Alara discovers like what queso is, and then oh, she, God. Can, she can drink it. Like... She got... Lord. Well, we are in a desert yeah. area, so... Spicier yeah, food. Find out where yeah. the queso is in the it, desert. Spicier food in the desert as is. All right, you guys ready to play Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. More or less. I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Oh, are you? Do you need like a little I, massage? Totally ready, Do you need a pep talk? Would name? You feel better if you had a massage. I rolled a seventeen. I'm ready. Oh, speaking of dice, I probably should grab those. I always forget to grab. We all have to roll if we're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. If you roll below okay. a 10, you can leave. Everybody roll for mental health. Thanks. 
Oh, I, I rolled a 12 on mental health. That's about right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll actually roll. High, good, or bad? I'm, I'm going to do High High's good. Oh, that's a natural one for me. That makes sense. I, I got a 12 nice for my mental health roll. I got I'm an 8. A, I'm rolling at disadvantage. Woo! Hey, Lexi, let's go! <laughs> All right. Lex has very low mental health right now. Might need to take a I mental really health day. <laughs> roll one. That sounds about right. I rolled at disadvantage. Roll with disadvantage. Roll with disadvantage. It can't get worse than a one. Let's see if I roll another one. Hey, that's a three. Um, <laughs> I have a negative five intelligence, so, you know. <laughs> Actually, I think you go off your constitution modifier. Now, the question is, D&D &D question. Health, I don't know about that. Would, would feeble, mental would, health, I would wisdom. Yeah. I was going to say, really? would, would, uh, would feeble mind get rid of any mental health issues? Because you're just kind of you're kind of smooth brain at that point, so you can't even think about your issues. My brother in Christ, I am already feeble minded. That's fair. Fair enough, Lexi. The only one canonically who knows at this point. Yes, Alec here got feeble minded multiple times. Do you forget who you are as when you're feeble minded? You know, you your intelligence and your wisdom drop to one. And but you do know who's an enemy and who's a threat. Yeah, so... this bastard did it to my fucking cleric. Can you yeah. imagine a cleric with one wisdom? <laughs> no ABCs, no one two threes. There's nothing going on behind your eyes. Correct. That is feeble mind. I'm missing something. Can I play, can I play oh. a character with one intelligence? Thanks. Uh, if you want to, as a backup character, I mean, yeah, just make a warrior with one e strength and like one in every other modifier. Yeah, he'll be a sorcerer. <laughs> Just one, <laughs> one intel, one intelligence sorcerer, but with like twenty charisma. It's yeah. giving like Fallout super mutants. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> super mutants. I'm human. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, Let's... little Jimmy. Oh my god. Oh god, the one from Fallout Three. <laughs> All right, let's. The grandma one. All right, mental health disasters aside, um, let's hop into this. So. Last we left off, uh, after some wheeling and dealing with uh, with a, a one of the gith, many gith tribes that wander throughout the Rania Trench, uh, you eventually made your way to about a halfway point between you and the shrouded city slash oasis city, depending on who you talk to, uh, city of Ron. Um, you made it. To one of the many cliffside encampments that are that are along the major roads heading towards Ron in the center of the trench, where Zane, you uh, a a sharp um, discomfort came over you, and uh, eventually you you came to find out that that discomfort was caused by the ever familiar force that is the shapeshifter. Uh, that you came into contact early on in your journeys with the rat bastards uh, when you were in the uh, black the Blackwood Forest, right? Am I blinking on my own my own geography? Blackwood Forest, yeah. Um, but uh, after defeating this creature and it creepily stating that it will be back, you carried on through your journey through another two days of travel where you eventually ended up at the gates of the Oasis City of Ron, passing through an illusory bubble, uh, almost like a dome that shrouds the city in a 
some sort of illusion magic that whether hides it from invaders or just keeps it hidden from whatever else creature roams the trench. But where we left off was you walking into center, uh, walking through the gates, seemingly no issue passing through the gates uh, with your group of very well, uh, well, well, random uh, a group, you know, individuals. Uh, first thing you see is a ziggurat, a pyramid-like temple structure that sits in the center of the main road. Uh, you you see all sorts of different types of people around the city. Uh, you, the, but the primary type of person you see are grung. Uh, they're frog-like, amphibian-like creatures that normally dwell in swamp areas, but for some reason they have found a home here uh, in the center of the desert-like trench. Uh, the other types of people you see here are dragonborns and asimars, uh, as well as the occasional, um, the occasional tiefling, uh, and, of course, the occasional human or elf wandering through. The other uh, type of person that you see in, like, pretty high quantity are dwarves. You notice a, a fairly large presence of dwarves. Uh, most of them seem to be keeping to themselves and not talking to many. Uh, all of them look either to be traitors or warriors. Um but all of them seem to be minding their own business. As you walk through the city, uh, Rat Bastards, the city's yours. What do you want to do? I love that your name is Rat Bastards, by the way. That makes me happy. And let's find a good little solid place. Ready to find me a block of cheese and some apple juice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we've been traveling for a little while, maybe we should find a place to go to, like, go to an inn and, like, get some good yeah. non-travel food. Okay. Tavern RP! Sure. Yeah, I think a little, uh, find somewhere for our animals first, but... Yeah, that too. So your Dunebounders are, seem to be used to this, uh, seem to be used to this, the, the bustle and, uh... Uh, overall excitement of this city and almost as if they've been here before and uh searching around a little bit it's not too hard to find that you actually do see stalls with other dune bounders uh that have that are currently being taken care of by a a number a number of different people uh so you do find the stalls fairly easily um you walk up and taking care of these dune bounders, you find a fairly short uh, humanoid creature. You'd recognize him as a grung, uh, and he is currently tending to one of the dune bounders, but he also seems to be the guy in charge. He's wearing the most, I guess, the most decorative looking clothes out of the bunch. I attack him. I'm roll, just kidding. Roll and attack. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I hand him the uh, the reins to Cornelius. Oh hi. Um. Yes. Uh, if there, how many do you have? One, two, three, four, five. Five. Okay. Um. Yeah, we have room for that. Uh, do you want? Um. How long are you going to be staying? 
forever. Oh. Before he looks down. I don't know how long, how, how long do you guys think we'll be here? That's a good question. I'm sure. Well, I charge per Dunebounder. I charge about oh, three silver a day. So that should be no issue. Um, so three three silver times five is fifteen silver. So one gold, five silver. Um. Okay, so if if you're staying, say a few days. How about we? Um, how about we just pay for one day and you'll come back tomorrow? How much for all five for per day? Uh, one gold, five silver. Or or you'll just ham like ten plat. <laughs> Ruining the economy. You're so just, you're handing just, just just take this. You're handing if, him a hundred gold. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thaddeus, roll a st- roll, roll a slight of hand check. Uh, God damn it! These are so small. Just in case we're here forever, uh, just just to get it oh, out of the way. Oh, um, holy shit! Yeah. yeah I, also. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say as as a. As Ori puts puts ten platinum down in this guy's hand, uh, he does not realize, nor does any of the shop, uh, the the stable uh, hands notice Thaddeus uh, sweep in and grab the coin purse off of the, off his belt. <laughs> oh my god! That's is, how we do it. This is uh this is more than generous. Okay, well yeah, I'll I'll take good care of your doing boundaries. I'll be taking take a year off. I can't no. do that. I, I run more than just this business. So. To get you out from all the businesses. I go on my vacations, you know. It's sometimes the desert gets weary on this uh this skin of mine, so What does this guy look like? He's a grung, so he's like a he's a short little frog guy. He has like a big he bait not thrip. Thrip's a different <laughs> a different type of race. He's a gripply. Yeah. Uh, Get it right, racist. Grunt, here, let me grab a let me grab a PNG of a grung. I'll I'll show you what he looks like. Just a general, uh, general look for grungs. Um, I think they're more frog than gripplies are. They are more. They're they're more frog. That's for sure. Um, here we can just and sure. Save images. Okay. Um, so um, I'll put it in DD chat. And I'm going to slip out and then find a place where I can decloak without being noticed. That's kind of what grungs look like in chat. Yeah. Silly little guy. He's a silly little fella. So he, his scales. What, what color is he? he? He's he's like a tan, like a sand tan oh, okay. color. Um, but that's that's the fastest image I can find of a grunt. So that's I like that actually. He looks cool. Yeah. So the for those that are yeah, well, I have Discord up. So yeah, little, little guy. Um. Well, uh, I'll take good care of them. Do they have names? This one's Cornelius. Cornelius. Okay. The mightiest of them all. I believe you. He looks very mighty as he as he scratches him behind the ear. 
Does does he look like the rest of them? Like there's like almost no difference. They're they look any stronger than the other ones. I that, guess. No. No. Okay. <laughs> they're they're all, all Dune Bounders are very sleek and uh, aerodynamic is the best way I could describe Dune Bounders. They're very. Uh, they're meant to go to move swiftly over the dunes. Well, um, with that much money, you can keep them here as long as you like. So, so do it for me. Take good care of him. He is precious. Of course. That's way too Renaissance fair. Holy shit. Yeah, sure. Why not? So, uh, after after putting up your dune bounders for an obscene amount of money, um, about a year, hundred days, well, half a hundred days, yeah. Um, Thaddeus, in the coin purse you find, you find six platinum pieces and I need a D100. And 22 gold pieces. All right. I tried to roll perception for that, but I, could, I can't beat that. Yeah, he's... Thaddeus is... Uh, yeah, Thaddeus is the guy you need to steal shit, obviously. All right, so... I'm going to throw some off. Throw some off here. God, and he naddied that, and he has advantage on this one. So. He could have rolled higher. Yeah, he could have rolled higher. Um, he succeeded. It's only going to yeah. get higher, too, as you level up because of expertise and rogues. <laughs> it kind of gets gross. Um, but it's anyways. Gross. So you guys are trying to head for a uh, some sort of tavern, is the, is the idea. The fanciest one. Fanciest one. Okay. So after looks looking around, you pass by what looks to be a like a merchant district, uh, a bustling a bustling bazaar uh, with all sorts of shops and uh, people coming in and out. You uh, you do notice a uh, a fair bit of um, people are in general are like crowding around one group of like it's like a group of like five buildings and it's very busy there um but you you after asking around and uh being pointed into a direction that is uh for the best tavern you eventually do get pointed to uh would be where are you this one you'd be pointed to to north side of town um this building here. Um, and on the front sign, all you see is a uh, kind of looks like a palm tree, um, and, but it looks a little bit weathered, um, definitely from the wind and from just the elements in general. Um, but on the bottom of it, it says uh, I had a name for this. And I lost it. 
Where are you? Notes. Um. It is called. Sorry. Yeah, there it is. It is called the Thankful Harp. And it has a palm tree on the center of it, uh, of the sign. But as you walk in, it is a fairly large tavern, large L-shaped bar with a what looks to be a, a dragonborn uh, man uh, tending to it with multiple people. It's midday and multiple people are in there getting drunk, uh, having, uh, you know, enjoying themselves. Uh, you do hear the occasional uh, argument and, and yelling uh, yelling fit from different people. Um, and you do hear the subtleness of a uh, of a flute playing um, and, and a bard off in the corner playing some music for everybody. Uh, but you walk in and the Dragonborn shopkeep is... He seems... Tired as shit. Black scales. Um, probably about... A little bit skinny for a dragonborn. But he's uh, probably about seven feet tall-ish. Maybe a little bit shorter than that. And uh, as he sees you walking... Ugh! Big group? Hey. Well, uh, what can I get you? Do you have wine? Of course. I'll take well, some of that. All right. Wine it is. Uh, I can't help but notice. You're not around. You're not from around here. So are, are you Are you looking for some rooms or? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a room. Rooms. Well, with your Black group. Beast. Cheese. Yes, you have it. Uh, I can look in the back. I think we probably do, though. Uh. So, uh, so I'd like, I'd like your finest cheese and sausage platter, and drinks for everyone, and rooms for three days, and just basically tell me what it's going to cost. It's four platinum. Should that cover it? He's doing the math in his head to cover cheese, drinks, rooms. Uh. Yeah, four platinum now to do it. Here's five. Make sure we're all taken care of and for while our stay is here, please. I can do. So that will be... There's nine of you, including Alan. Uh, that'd be five rooms, which we have accommodations for. Uh, cheese, drinks... Yep, I'll do it. All right, and he'll hand you uh, he'll hand you Thaddeus five uh, five room keys, so you can disperse those however you feel. Uh, food and wine shall be served here in just a moment. Enjoy the atmosphere. Uh, if you need any um, special requests, just let me know. A local cheese, if you have some local cheese. Well. Seeing as most uh, most living creatures die here in the trench, especially if they're grazers, um, we have to import all of our cheese from outside of the trench. So nothing local, but we can't milk a dune powder. Seeing as 
I've never even heard of that, but that sounds intriguing. I don't think the, try it sometime. I don't think the buggers will sit still for that long. Never know until you try. Well, you can milk anything. This one has done Including it before. Yourself. You've you've milked one of those. Yes. How how's the milk taste? Like milk. Insightful. So, indeed. Is there a local cheese shop in town? Cheese uh, maker? I can't say there is. Most of our uh, anything dairy is imported. Um, I mean, Damn, I, I was going to pay him to try to make some cheese from the these goats or whatever they are. They're giant weasels, is what they are. <laughs> That's what Dean Clearly not a goat. You know I'm not good with my animals. You're not good with names either. With what? Names. With names, that's true. Most of the time, that's alcohol. <clears throat> well, I got plenty of that as he puts down uh, nine mugs on the on the counter filled with what looks to be a pinkish red liquid well enjoy your drinks I'll be out with the food momentarily Cheers. sit wherever you like I'm just gonna put the, the keys down on the tables and say everybody pick their roommates Alara's just like oh, and looks at Ori <laughs> <laughs> we've always bunked together why is it a surprise Every day's a surprise with you. You're my favorite person. Oh. That's enough. I pee on his leg. Wait, the hell you do? <laughs> <laughs> roll stealth I'm check. I'm character right now. <laughs> well, I'm rolling. Give me a second. I'm gonna fucking roll. Roll, roll, roll a perception check, Ori. This is happening. Can I sense this intention? Where's my... It takes me a second to load my character page. Roll a perception check. What am I rolling, stealth? It's stealth, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, damn, she rolled a 19. <laughs> Fuck. 12. <laughs> Ori, you sit down and start drinking, and as you're having this conversation with Alara, you don't notice her slink underneath the table... And just kind of like pee on your foot. So I or on your hoof. So I notice the pee now. You notice her. You don't notice her pee. Because you rolled so low and she rolled so high, you don't notice the warmth seeping into your fur until she's already back up sitting next to Elka. And then at that point, you do feel liquid on your leg. <laughs> Jeez, Ori, I had to bend down and pick up my spoon, and your feet are stinky. You watch a little rat run by as you feel the warmth. Can make an intelligence check. <laughs> sure. There's the frog. On top of a uh, Alara's head. I rolled a 19. I figure, do I deduce... No, you didn't see her, so 
to the best of your knowledge, a rat probably pissed on your leg. Again. Do I still see the rat? It's skittering around. Yeah. With my axe at it. Roll an attack roll. Uh, Nat 19. Um, all of you see Ori's arm and one fell swoop swing his axe at this rat. Ori, the arcane burst of radiant energy that comes off your axe uh, implodes the rat before it could even take its next step. Uh, all of a sudden, there is a there is a there is a puddle and spray of just rat everywhere. Uh, Put the sun down on that motherfucker. The shopkeep, that's shopkeep. The uh, the bartender kind of like looks over. What the fuck, man? Got a rat Alaris. problem. Alaris Guards. Alaris gonna look at Ori and go. Oh, that's a shame. I noticed him running around when I was down there peeing on your foot. I recalled the axe. Or Malta. Ugh. Keep it to yourself, man. You killed a rat. Congrats. If this was... If this, this was, to go. if this was experience-based leveling, you would get one XP EXP from that. I'm going rat farming. Right. <laughs> You've leveled up. If anybody that has a uh, wisdom modifier above a four... Yeah, yeah, math. Yeah. Um you you can tell that Weaver was lying about the uh milking the dune bounder. <laughs> yeah. Alan's just kind of giggling to himself. <laughs> above a, a four. Above a, a yeah. wisdom modifier above a four. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Weaver, you've got to tell me about getting the milk from them because I really would like to have some cheese made. I'm I'm interested in that too. He gives you Alan gives you a little wink. <laughs> this one uses magic to extract the milk. <laughs> if you, you milked uh, any... Oh, go ahead. You don't just put your hands on it? Or like it's, it's nipple? And yes, that is how this one milks a dune bounder. I just, look, I just look at him funny because I know. <laughs> Weaver is smiling about as much as Weaver smiles. So. Just a little half-cock grin. Yep. <laughs> Alara, I just wanted to have some cheese made specially for you. Thank you, Uncle Thaddeus. Oh, Uncle, I like that. That seems Don't a little... Don't get in your head about that one. Hey, uh, oh, yeah. hey, Alan. Yeah? Did you finish that uh, ring yet? Uh, I can't remember. When did you ask him to start doing that? Was that before? Before last session. Before last session. I mean, he told you, he told you two weeks, so I'm about halfway done with it. Cool. So, I... Uh, I don't know. I've uh, we've had a pretty adventurous last few days, so just uh, haven't really had much time to 
focus wholly on, on solely on making your ring for you, but I'll uh, I'll make sure it's done soon. Take your time. Are you excited to be here, Alan, in the trench with us? I'm here, aren't I? Are you excited to save the world? No. I'm the slightest. Saving the world, one rat at a time. And Alan just kind of points hey, at the at the at the visceral gunk that's on the uh, on the floor. Yeah, Todd. The bard that's um, he said there was a bard playing tunes. Yeah. Any looks of familiarity? Uh, for you. Um, yeah. Looking across the bar, make a perception check because there is quite a lot of people in here. And then I have one other question. All right, where's perception? What the fuck, Brett? <laughs> what just happened? Where did that come from, bro? I was like, oh, he has a beer stein in his hand. No big deal. And then it's just like that. Oh. What the hell, dude? Went to a baseball game, uh, and it's a baseball bat beer it, it's called the beer bat <laughs> that's fucking cool that's so cool Zach needs one for 15 here. years of baseball I, fuck off magic I, I, I've been sitting here like subtly pouring beer into it under the desk <laughs> I like I like how when you laugh some foam got on your eyebrow that was, <laughs> it was, it was that was the highlight of the night yeah anyways 17 <laughs> You don't recognize this bard. However, he is playing. Okay. Um, he's playing a lute that, when you remember back to Noetic's lute that he used to play. Um, you do rem They do look similar. Um, but lute. There's a lot of lutes that look similar in this world. Um, the song he is playing though is. You can't help. You've definitely heard it before, and. You can't really remember where you heard it from, but your your assumption is that maybe Noetic played it once upon a time. Um, and then you said you had another question. Yeah, when I had that vision, mm -hmm. um, what was the environment around? He was standing on a beach next to an ocean with ocean waves crashing. So were there trees in the background or any trees that I it saw? It was hard to discern, um, but you could definitely hear the waves and you could definitely see the beach, the white sand beach. Uh, and you could see him standing next to Torben along with two. I can't remember. I can't remember. It was two or three. I think it's two other figures that you couldn't quite see um, in the vision. Do I get the feeling that this area we're in is might be similar because I know there's I think there's water here. Um with with the with the few glances you got walking in, I'm going to say make a nature check. Nineteen. Damn. Rolling pretty well tonight. Um 
which is a stark difference from last session. Uh, yeah. But you look from everything you saw, the sand that is here is not white sand. It's not beach sand. It's desert sand. It's 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 tan in color. It's hard to you can't really compare the two. You did notice, however, a a lake. Uh, you've noticed a few like small lakes uh, with like palm trees growing around it, but you did notice a quite large oasis reservoir uh, to the uh, what would be to the northeastern side, and at this point, pretty much straight across from uh, from where you're staying. And as you kind of like peek out peek out the window, just seeing if you can get a any sort of look at it. You don't notice any waves and you don't notice any seabird sounds or you and you don't notice any white sand. So okay. you you with the 19 you can assume that was probably a different place. Okay. And um you can skip me for a while but I'm going to move meander my way over to the uh, bard that's playing. Okay. And have a conversation with him when I when you get an opportunity. Okay. Uh, at this point, you all of you see Thaddeus kind of slink off, and we go towards the bard. Uh, at this point, a young halfling man walks up with a tray of meats, vegetables, and cheese. Uh, and on this board, Alara is two half wheels of cheese. Uh, and he puts it down, and as, as he puts it down, he just looks so, I hope all of you are having a good day. And he'll put it down and nod and wander off to do other things. And there goes my little goblin hands. <laughs> I'd like to think, as he's setting the tray down, you're already grabbing a half wheel. I'm, I'm staying put, but I'm keeping an eye on Thaddeus. Okay. Um, with your passive perception, that's easy enough. Uh, we're, mm. The tavern we're in is... It's large, but not too large. You could see from one wall to the other um, in here. Uh, you're, when it comes to measurement, it's probably a thousand square foot bar. Corey's uh, going to look around. Does he see anyone sitting alone? Make a perception check. Oh, and Chad, don't mind me drinking from a my own two-liter bottle of Sprite. <laughs> I don't have a Nat cup 20. up here. Nat 20. You mean you don't have a baseball bat to drink out of? Yeah, we all got that. What do you you don't have one of those? I have a mug full of full of British tea, well English tea, and uh, that's the only cup I have up here. So we'll throw it in the harbor. That actually sounds good. Um, okay, Nat 20 on the perception check. There's a, quite a few people uh, in this bar drinking by themselves. A lot of them look to be either weary travelers or workers. Um, you do see a few um, what look to be dwarves that are um, that are sitting by themselves, but close to each other. And all of them seem to have like black soot in their beards and on their face. With your knowledge of dwarves, because you did grow up fairly close to a, a dwarven keep. Uh, 
you would know that a lot of dwarves tend to be miners and tend to be uh, like this world's this world's equivalent of like blue collar workers, um, just because of their their stature and their and their hardiness to get to make to do the tough work. Um, to the best of your your discernment, these dwarves are probably either miners or they are. Uh, or they work with explosives, or maybe they're blacksmiths. Um, Jesus, Lexi. I thought the same thing. <laughs> the children yearn for the mines. <laughs> yes, they're 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 wee little dwarves. Uh, we in China. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> sorry, you're you're streaming. I'm sorry. Which it was a joke. Um, either way, it was a joke. Does anyone, uh, does anyone look like a non-adventurer? Yeah, there's a, there's just seem to be a, a, the few towns, townspeople sitting by themselves that are, seem to be, coming in for either like a like a lunch break or maybe a, maybe they worked early and they're 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 just getting off work. But yeah, there's a few. Uh, with with what I've seen so far, do I notice anyone not from around here? That kind of sticks out. We'll find out. You do notice one. Uh, out of everybody in this bar, you do notice a fairly large... Uh, when I say large, I mean rotund gnome looking gentleman that is uh seems to have really he has like really large oval glasses on or round round rim glasses on uh he's his nose is very deep into what looks to be a map uh and he has like a a flat like almost like an indiana jones hat on uh he kind of reminds you of of on Vudius, um the uh the the gnome uh magical beast researcher you met in Ebrax. Um, but he's definitely far more rotund than on Voodius. And uh, you could definitely, uh, you could hear the, you could hear his breathing as, as you focus in on him a little bit more. He's definitely a heavy breather. Uh, and you do notice just a little bit of like gray hair coming out of his ears. He's the only one that really stands out to you though. Uh, Or is going to ask for another cup of wine. Okay. And he'll set a layer down, and uh, once he gets the other cup of wine, he'll walk over to him. Okay. So takes takes maybe a few minutes, and as that happens, uh, he notices you, ten foot minotaur, walk up, but with another Magnus here, and he looks at. Right. Can I make a? Uh performance check to look as sort of friendly as possible. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. With the... Okay. I'm waiting for a nat one. That's okay. Uh, 17. Okay. He kind of like... He notices you walking up. He notices the mug. His guard's still up, but he's not as guarded. 
Can I help you? Yes, I was wondering what you were up to with that map. Oh, and he Treasure will... Treasure hunting. Us of the sort, and he'll kind of like, kind of like, lift it up and show you. And what you see is it looks like a map of the trench. Uh, mm. This is a. There's a lot of archaeological dig sites here in the trench, and uh, I'm an archaeologist, so I'm just uh, I'm currently studying. And he'll point to just north of the city uh, a looks to be a like an X. He's like, this used to be an old mining village, uh, and uh, I've been hired to excavate it and find any belongings that uh, that were valuable to the families that used to live there. Uh, or he's still standing on the uh, two cups of wine. Uh, may I sit? Me and my friends were actually about to go into the trenches. Well, by all means. Trench. And he'll put out his hand. Nice to meet you. My, na my name is Tovam. He'll sit down and uh, slide, slide the cup over and uh, shake it. Ori. Ori. Well met. So you uh, you and your friends are exploring the trench, you say? Yes. Well, I... Uh... If you needed um, protection from there, I'm sure we'd be happy to take you down. Oh, well, that would be helpful. Um... Not much in the way of trouble in that area, but uh, you know, an escort wouldn't be that big. Of, wouldn't be that. Uh, I would certainly wouldn't shoo it away. Um, sure. The you said you're looking for artifacts of some sort. Oh, personal belongings primarily. The uh, the city, and he'll point to it. It's more of a town. Um, this town used to be known as Kirbim. It was a uh, it was a mining town. They used to mine all sorts of raw ores there, uh, but destruction came to the town when a bad flood came through the trench. Oh, about thirty years ago, and uh, my job I was hired by the mining company along with the families to go in there and dig up any personal belongings that were they weren't able to get out during the flood. Oh, well, if you're looking, do you believe there's? could be any treasure deeper down maybe within the mines uh we could take you down there and we could get a cut and you can get a cut just for something on the side well perhaps i'd like to finish my job at hand granted i've been here for two months and uh i've been digging up quite quite a few uh things and he'll actually he'll pull it See, I found this pocket watch inside the ruins of one of the old houses. Uh, this belongs to a Harold Till. He uh, he was a. Uh, I guess you could consider him a uh, almost like a mayor, mayor of the village. Um, but he uh, he asked he he's the one that asked me to find this very pocket watch. It was it was his mother's and. You know, I, I I was able to find that, but I'm I'm spending the next few months digging around so if you're going to be in town for a while i'd be certainly willing to take you up on that offer maybe not right away but soon hmm. sounds like a good deal i'll be here i i i have a i have a room uh here in the here in this tavern so, so you've been going down there for two months 
yes. Uh, myself, and uh, he'll point to two dwarvish men over at the bar. Uh, with the with the help of my two colleagues over there, um, they, uh, they know the area well, and uh, I've known them for a while, and they're also archaeologists, so. Hmm. And not many dangers, you say? Not in that town, no. Um, natural disasters and dangers, sure. The, as you can probably tell, the winds get quite heavy and the sandstorms do whip up occasionally. But I haven't. we haven't really ran into many monsters. And when we have, the uh, my Dwarvish friends have been able to take care of them. And uh, the, the worst we've ran into are uh, a few undead here and there. Hmm. Well, if you would like more protection, it wouldn't hurt. I'm not asking to hire. I'm just saying you could tag along with us, along with your friends, if you would like. Well, uh, if uh, if your journey takes you to takes you to the uh, to Hirbem, then uh, by all means, uh, more the merrier. Um, especially someone your stature, moving rocks and rubble wouldn't be easy. But uh, I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if archaeology would be best suited for uh, someone of your branch. Sure, and he like looks at your axe and your glaive. I assume you uh, you're of the adventuring persuasion. Yes, of the the sorts. Well, if you want more action like that, if you're looking to get into some dangerous situations, uh, there are a few. Mines and cave systems throughout the trench that do I do know hold some pretty nasty monsters. Uh, but the person you'd want to talk to about that uh, would be a he's a dragonborn fellow uh, over in the shopping district. His uh, his name's Raoul. Um, Raoul knows everything about the monsters and dangers of the trench because he profits off of it. So uh, if you want to talk to him, I feel like that would probably be your best bet. If that's what, if that's the route you wanted to go, could there be any treasures done there? Oh, I'd imagine there, the trench has been inhabited by many cultures throughout the throughout the years. Um, if we go down there, would you like to come along? Oh, uh, maybe once my my initial job is finished. But that's a uh, oh, come on. You could make a few extra gold on the side. Treat yourself. Ah. Uh, Maybe. Um, can, I roll a, can I roll persuasion? I was about to ask you. Roll persuasion, but the DC is going to be quite high. Okay. <laughs> uh, doo -doo -doo. twenty-five. Um. Well, I'd say once our job is over, I'd be more than willing to go with you, actually. I've been curious about that all, my whole life, and I'm not from the Trench, but I am from uh, Anarik, so. I'd say... If you go... If you head, if you head into the dangerous areas right away, then um, I won't be able to join you, but if you have more than one trip down there, then I'd certainly be willing to tag along. Very well. Well, uh, if you need, uh, <laughs> if you need cartography help and he'll pull out a, uh, 
looks to be a rolled up piece of parchment. Um, this is a fairly well documented uh, map of the trench, and he'll hand it to you. It's just an extra one I had, and uh, I'm using this one right now. So, yeah, by all means, it's uh, it's all yours. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't want you wandering into places that could get you killed. But if if that's what you're all about, then there are a few places that are marked there that that I know to be fairly dangerous. Uh, well, uh, well, we appreciate it. I've been told it could be dangerous down there, so apparently well, where we're going. Well, I uh, I wish you good luck, Ori, and uh, if uh, if I'm not here at night, I'm pro I'm probably camping out at the village, but. Uh, your best chance of finding me will be here, looking at my maps and enjoying a nice cup of wine or ale. Village? Oh, well, the town. Oh, okay. Urban. Um, Village, town, they're around the same size. Uh, I, thought I, I thought I just meant, like, something out of town. Uh, well, I'll let you know if when we go down there, then and he'll uh, stand up and go to shake his hand. He'll reach out his hand to shake shake yours. Have a wonderful rest of your night. You as well. And don't forget to go talk to Raul. Uh, he's also he also may have things like weapons and stuff. No. Nope. He's hard to miss. We'll take you. He'll, or we'll do like a little bow, like just nod his head. He will nod his head back to you. Or he wonder. Uh, he'll uh. He'll walk back to the uh, Theresa group and say, uh, the line is cast. Oh, there's a guy over there that has, like, weapons and stuff. If you guys want to check that out with me. What does it mean the line is cast? Yeah, what do you mean by that, bud? I'll tell you later. <clears throat> Too crowded. This one does not understand the phrase. You'll understand later. You want to go talk to that guy with me? He'll point to uh, Raul. Oh, well, I mean, it's... Oh, uh, oh he's, he's over uh, Shopping District. Shopping so, district. So, oh, okay. the, uh, I yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood. Um, he said his name is Raul, and he's not very hard to miss. You know, well, but uh, Thaddeus, yes, you, you were going over to talk, trying to make conversation with the bard. Yeah, I just basically would. I'll make it quick. Just say that I liked his loot. And I've seen one similar to that before. And one of the songs he sound, uh, sounded familiar. And I used to travel with a companion named Noetic. And just wondered if he'd ever heard of the name. Uh, the bard in front of you, he has like dark earth tone skin. Um, yeah, you would have, you would recognize this 
person as a Earth Genasi. Um, and he, yeah, dark Earth tone, like stone-like skin, uh, wearing a nice big red hat. Uh, very similar to Noetics, which is probably one of the reasons like that he caught your eye. Um, but he looks down at you as he's continuing to play. Uh, never heard of a of a Noetic, uh, but you know I'm I'm a, I only travel up and down the trench, so if he's not from here, then I probably haven't heard of him. Yeah, all right. Well, I just saw the hat and the loot, and he used to in a similar song and been years since we've talked so i just thought i'd see if maybe you've traveled or met him at some point in your travels no i can't say i have uh, i've met quite All a few right, people well, but not not no one by the name of noetic thank you for the time and i'll flip him a gold thank you kindly uh, and then he continues playing <laughs> um if I didn't leave the table, was I able to hear this conversation? With, I'd say you'd have to roll a perception check just because of the the crowd. Um, yeah, yeah, you could you could have heard him talking about noetic. Okay, and you'd be um, able to gauge the uh, what the conversation was about for sure. Okay, um, and also with uh, observant, uh, if I can see a creature's mouth while it is speaking a language I understand. I can interpret what it's saying by reading its lips. Yes, so you know exactly what they were saying. Cool. For that um, 22, absolutely. And uh, I'm definitely just... just, just <clears throat> what are you inciting? Because that's a hell of a roll. Yeah, right? Um, just whether or not the person... <laughs> just whether or not the uh, the bard is telling the truth. From the cross the room, he do and with a nat twenty, he definitely seems forthright. Uh, uh, he, he is, to the normal eye, he'd be hard to read. Uh, most bards are, uh, but he seems to be telling the truth. He doesn't really know who Noetic or who uh, who Noetic is or who Thaddeus is talking about. And I actually have a, uh, a question. When uh, Zane was with me, when the um, spell was done, mm -hmm. did Zane get a vision of what we saw? Yes. You, Zane, and Ori all saw the uh the image because you're in a scry room where she was able to project the scry into the magical catalyst that is basically a projector um so anybody in that room saw what it, where it was and what it was or and who was there okay i'm gonna when i return to the group and i'm gonna say this um out loud so uh weaver can hear it or anybody else and i'm just gonna say uh, Zane, Ori. Yes. When when the, we were in the scry room, and that young lady did the vision, and I saw Noetic. This atmosphere feels similar. Am, am I missing something? Well, I mean, it looked more island than desert to me, so. 
Okay, maybe it's just a wishful mind. But you please, were... if we. Great friend, Benny, yes, you were attempting to scry on someone. Yes, yes. Um, um, found a lady in the last uh, city we were in, and I located a mirror, and we were able to do a scry. I was trying to get a vision of my old friend Thaddeus, or Noetic. <laughs> My alternate one, personality. This one is capable of that. You are? Not today, but tomorrow this one can prepare to scry, yes. Oh, well, now that we know that, maybe I would, one of these upcoming days, when you have the fortitude, I'm not sure what it takes, but maybe we could have a, a, a look-see. In the evening, um, unless we are... In the evenings, um, this one would prefer to save that level of ability for emergencies, if he is able, but... Yes, we... yes. If we get to camp safely, or if we stay here tonight, or tomorrow night, um, this one will scry for you. Oh, wonderful. I do have a beautiful mirror that I've obtained. I, I hold up my own. <laughs> oh, I'm not this sure who's this nicer. <laughs> uh, yours, is definitely yours is definitely nicer. Mine is very functional while still being at the gold limit to you know be a component for the spell <laughs> yes poor little lady lost it all right i think i'm going to have some more drinks and just kind of go into my head i'm just gonna settle down at the bar and eat some sausage and drink some Drink and have some cheese if there's any left. Okay. Well, at this point, it is late in the evening. Um, uh, is there's probably no cheese left uh, at Not this point. Alara, Not with Alara. Alara is uh, currently uh, is current currently like round food ba food baby belly, um, like very content with her life at the moment. Um. But, um, it is, at this point, it's roughly getting into, like, late afternoon, um, or afternoon into late afternoon, so around four, five o'clock. Um, so the days, there's still a fair amount of daylight left if you guys wanted to do anything. Um, if not, we can just fast forward to you guys relaxing for a day and, uh, trying to rest your, your travel weary bones. Um, so if you guys wanted to fast forward to the next day, or at least until into the night, we can do that. I'd like to check out, uh, Raul's uh, shop. Okay. Is that a, is that something that everybody wants to do, or is that something that... I'd go with Ori. Anyone want to go shopping? I'll tag along. Sure. 
This one will remain here. Beep. Okay. Does that mean Beep is coming along? I don't know. <laughs> Beep's gonna stay back. With, yeah, uh, well, Beep's gonna stay back Beep. with who he believes is currently Vatan. <laughs> Didn't we have that conversation? Uh, I, I forget. I don't think. I don't think Vatan had that conversation with Beep. I, no, he told everybody. Oh, he did. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I did tell everybody. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, Beep would know though. Okay. So all of you. Get up, uh, and well, except for Vuvra and Beep, and uh, you start heading towards the sh the bazaar, the shopping district. Um, at this point in the day, you immediately notice that uh, a lot of the shops are pretty empty, except for one specifically, and it's a cluster of five buildings that has a massive group of people uh, outside of it, and. Uh, in big letters, as you get closer, you see, almost floating through the air, animated, you see Raul's Shop of Wondrous Items. Uh, and as you look around, these five buildings are separate, but as you look at all of them, they all have the same coloring and theme, and they're all very audacious and flamboyant. And, like, you see pinks, purples, greens. Uh, it, it looks it, it, it looks like the pride flag th threw up on these, uh, on these buildings, <laughs> to be blunt. Uh, but as you walk around and see, you see people all around looking at shops and looking at, um, uh... Just an eventuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, looking at items, you see a little a little kid looking at what looks to be a little a little wooden toy. Um, and as you kind of skim through, you do see one person that does stand out: a rot a dragonborn, about six foot two, six foot three, rotund. Dude's probably pushing three hundred pounds. Uh, He's wearing these uh, like purple, purple maroon like uh, felt looking uh, like overcoat with a long, lustrous like pink and purple cape uh, that has all sorts of colors spewed out throughout. You see stars stitched into it that are golden stars. Uh, his face is older for a dragonborn. He has bronze scales. And he has like this, his, his, the lower part of his jaw is graying white and his frills are very, are like looking to be white. And, uh, as he seems to be talking and, and floating around and he's like almost his entire demeanor, it seems to be very up in your face, but also respecting personal space. And at the same time he's, and he also seems to not be walking. He is floating around and as you look closer at the at his feet you see a little translucent disc that is carrying him around the between these five shops and at one at some point he notices all of you and he stops well i see uh, there's some new customers today and he will like 
float up to you. It's specifically you, Elka. Hmm. Parangon woman. Uh, very well dressed. Ooh, nice armor. Hmm. You like to fight with those little fancy swords, don't you, my dear? Yes. Hmm. Excellent. Are you looking to trade them in? No. Ah, we'll try the next one. He'll fly over to Zane. Hmm. A little bit more on the, how do I say it? Drab side of things. Uh, doesn't like color, like earth tones. Oh, do I, do I see alchemy tools? Oh, a man. I'm going to melt the armor off half my face. Watch it. <laughs> a man after my own heart. Are you an alchemist, sir? No. Oh, uh, I couldn't help but notice, but... Uh, oh, sorry. He, I'm sorry. Alchemy jugs is what he was looking at. Huh. Hmm. That armor's weird. Uh, Artificer, maybe? Beefly. Interesting. And then he'll, like, go over to Ori. Well, aren't you a big fella? Huh. Oh, I'm sorry. If... What are my manners? Uh... I am Raul. Nice to meet you. I am, I am the proprietor of all these shops. Um, how, how can I help you? I was told there were weapons here. Well, yes, plenty of weapons. Um, what are you looking for? And he'll like observe, like look at your axes and oh, your axe and your your glaive. I see you're you're a fan of the great weapons. I do have quite a few of those, but for a price. What do you have? Oh, what do I have? It's it's a matter of what I don't have. Let me look. And he'll, like, float off. I like this guy. He'll whisper to Zane. I'm not sold on him yet. And, uh... He'll, like, float back holding on to a few great weapons in his arms. Uh, I've got a few. Um, looking at, and he'll, like, press up a monocle to his eye. I see, let's see, let's see. Ooh. Well, and he'll, like, throw two axes to the side. Those are nowhere near the quality of your axe. But this one, and he'll hold it up to you, this one may take the, t may, may replace that lackluster glaive on your back. Is it that bad? I kind of like it. Well, if it fits you, it fits you. I'm just... As a expert weapons craftsman myself, I do say that this one may serve you better as he holds out what looks to be a... Like, it just looks like a great axe. Steel, steel made, long wooden handle. Go ahead. Try it out, and he'll hand it to you. Or he'll take a few swings. It's a light great axe. It, it feels light compared to the others. And, and as you look closer, you do notice a certain sparkle to the metal. It's not steel. It's light. It's... You don't... You've never seen this type of metal before. Have I seen that type of metal before? Make a... What would be the check for this? It wouldn't be... 
It is a naturally occur make a nature check. It's aluminum. <laughs> it's oh, fucking aluminum foil. <laughs> <laughs> the foil sword. Uh, so we get super fast. Fourteen? You've seen this metal before. Your dad's worked with this metal a lot. This is mithril. It's, Ori, it's incredibly light, almost too light. But when you swing it, you can't help but feel the weight behind your swing. And as you look closer, etched into the handle, you notice multiple runes up and down the handle. If I hit a creature with this, what will happen to them? Oh, they'll die. In what way? Oh, sorry, you're asking, are you asking me what enchantment is on that axe? You have a fine eye, my friend. Uh, necrotic. They'll wither away. Hmm. Nasty stuff, really. Uh, above board, what's the damage on this? Uh, you don't know. You wouldn't know unless you cast the identify spell on it. Above board. You know that it's a great axe. <laughs> Does anyone have? Uh, no. Nope. Not a single person in this in, in this party, including Alan, does not have the ability to identify. Can I? Can I ask this guy? <laughs> yes. Like, just for, I don't know how to say his in character, but just like the damage, I guess. Oh well, it's hard. I'll tell you that. It does, and he will hand you a. Uh, a little brochure of what it does because that's what the dm does uh no what it what it does it is a um it comes with a brochure <laughs> yeah it comes with a how to use manual yeah um instructions so it does 2d12 slashing damage uh and 1d12 necrotic damage oh okay uh do, since it's lighter, do I get any extra swings with it? Uh, no, but you do, it does. Uh, it is a. You wouldn't be able to notice that I def okay, it's it is a it is a plus three to hit. So it is easier to hit targets with it. Oh, okay. Mm. It's a plus. How much for? How much for this? <laughs> oh, just a small price of twenty thousand gold. What if I trade in the glaive? He'll look. Uh, 16,000 gold. Mm. It is a fine make. Don't get me wrong when I say it's a meager weapon. It's just, I feel like someone of your stature should use something more beneficial. Oh, let me look at all the shit I have. Or open his bag of holding. As as you're doing that, he'll float around and look at everybody else. Is there anything I could help you with? Curious if you're looking for any magical items. Oh, magical items, you say? Hey, you're an artificer. I'd imagine you have quite a few. I could take a few off your hands. I'm not a... Give me a, give me a discount. I'm not a um necessarily a proprietor in magical items, but I do sell them from time to time. What are you looking to sell? Well, I've got a couple quivers of Alana, 
some caps of water breathing, gloves of thievery, boots of open kind, goggles for night, uh, a ring of water walking, alchemy jugs, to hmm. name a few. I'd have to look at my stock and see what I uh, what I'm missing. Um, are you in town for a bit? We should be. Very well. Well, if you forgive me, um, I'm more than willing to talk business with you. I don't tend to get a lot of magic item creators here in the trench, but we'll go maybe after maybe after uh, after hours. I'll be able to look at my logbook and see what I need. And if you're going to be here tomorrow, then I can always I know what you look like. And I know, uh, well, I don't know your name. Pardon me. What is your name? Zane Rona. You'll see a look of acknowledgement to you, Zane. Interesting. That must mean, and he'll like look around Ori right at you, Elka. That must mean you're Elka. How do you know my name? Oh, I know everybody. Who we are. How about this? How about you bring, and he'll like look around. I see you're missing a few people. How about you bring all of your friends after hours and I'll treat you to some tea and uh, we'll chit chat about some important things that a certain someone, and he'll look at you, Alka, left me in my care. Can I insight? Sure. See if there's any uh, bad intentions. Absolutely. Any... I met this guy before. Have you? I don't know. <laughs> Solid four. He seems. He seems like a merchant. He. It's this hard. He. Smells and buy things. He. He is no by by that one, I mean it's hard to tell. He could just have a silver tongue, um, or he could be a ferocious killer. You don't know with that insight check. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ori being a uh, a proud uh, ferocious killer. killer. Himself, uh, you don't sense any bloodlust. Okay. <laughs> at right now, at least, you don't sense any bloodlust. Anything hidden way down there in his deep. With dark. a four, you can't tell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anybody else that wants to insight check him, you totally can. Um, I'm doing it. Seven. Same as Ori. Hard to read. I rolled, I rolled a dirty 20. Dirty 20? There are no... There is no malice behind his words, but a genuine curiosity and concern and a want to have a conversation. Basically kidding with my roll. Not there. You know, you exactly. can get. You don't know who he's referring to, and you don't know how he knows you. But for some reason, as you read this guy, there's not a shred of dishonesty behind his voice or behind the words he says. I'm quite curious how he knows our names. Oh, I'm rolling low on into. So it wouldn't be a. A Master Torben that's looking for us. 
he will like look at you and in your head thaddeus he you, uh you will hear don't utter that name in public you'll kill us all understood do I notice his expression change? You do. Everybody notices as as he looks intently at Thaddeus, you know that notice a a like don't fucking say that name look on his face. Yeah, like an annoyed or angry. Uh, concerned. Okay. Plainly concerned, not trying to hide anything the second he hears that name. But an uncomfortable concern. Yes. Okay. He will look at all of you. I was waiting. I was waiting to see how long it would take you to get here. I was told not to say his name out in public. But all of you gather around as he gets quiet. I'm friends. And he'll look right at you, Alka. I'm friends with your uncles. And Are they here? No, but they were a while ago. And they want me to... They want me to Pass some things along to you and have a conversation. So if you could bring your friends tonight, say in three hours or so, we could have a conversation. Everything will make sense. All right. I'm still going to be very wary of him. Can I re-insight with what he said? Like, I Absolutely. Like him knowing my uncles. Absolutely. Four. <laughs> uh, you, your brain kind of shut off once you heard your uncles. I was just like, oh, he knows my uncles. Yep. Now I just get to go into panic. Mm. It's a, it's a mod, a moderate for you, Alka, a moderate form. Oh uh, yeah. Moderate form of panic kind of sweeps over your body. You can't understand why it is. But if your uncles aren't here, but, but they were here a little while ago, where are they now? And you yeah. can't help think. Also, his reaction to Torben and the it's there's there's some things that are starting to set off your panic mode. Um, Alka is going to just immediately about face and walk directly out of the shop and head back to the tavern uh, to go just be alone in her room because she's like. Okay. Okay. Sensing that, I'm going to follow and just say, I understand, but I'm with you for safety in numbers. She's not going to say anything. She's just going to keep going. Uh, Zane, before you walk away, he'll stop you. Yes. All, with all seriousness, do, do figure out what you'd like to sell and we can go over it later. I have a lot I'm willing to part with right now. Okay. And I'll have more tomorrow. Very well. I'm more than willing to speak to you about any of that. I am a businessman. See you in a few hours, I hope. Hey, if, uh, if, we're, if we're so important, can I get a discount on that ad? He'll just smile at you. I feel like I've done enough for your party, and you have no idea how yet. But we'll think. I'll think about it. Uh, okay, well, follow-up question. Do you take uh, parts from uh, creatures? Uh, I have a fuck ton. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, 
Depends on the creature, depends on the parts, and whether or not they can be used. All right, he's gonna, he's just gonna like take them out and kind of lay them in a pile, and he's just gonna start. I'll start naming them. Uh, <laughs> Little kids start to be walk by. Whoa, look at that, mom! And their mom, mom just like shushes them away, very quickly. Okay, hold on. Where is this list? Okay. Ori, terrorizing children since since episode one. <laughs> Uh, uh, one fang of Vela? Vela? Yep. Something like that. Um, a, two mimic tongues. Yeah. Two harpy heads. Okay. 30 displacer beast teeth. I'm reliving all the fights. Continue. <laughs> um... Uh, he'll take off a pair of shoes he stole off that dead guy. Um, five quasit parts? Yep. Vrock? What, what was that again? I have eight Vrock. Six Vrock here. I don't know what that meant. Um, 150 pounds of sandworm meat okay. and 24 sandworm teeth. I'd be willing to take some of that, maybe all of it. Uh, maybe not sprawl it out in my shop. Um, bring it tonight and I, I will look over it, okay? Lexi, your mic is like... like like going, I, I was about I was about to mention it. It's going like <laughs> it's going like machine gun mode. My poor my poor ears. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, final question. He'll kind of shove all that shit back in his bag. Uh, do you know what about? I should probably hide this a little bit. You mean me? Like, is there like? Yeah, I'll ask you about it tonight. I'll Very see you well. later. Sounds good. And he'll have like a look of like. As you walk away, a look of like interest, but also concern, and he starts looking around. Or he's gonna look around too. Like a perception see check. If, see if there's anything sketchy. Uh, um, sixteen. You start to walk away, and you look around when you notice him walking away, and you notice his focus shifts to the top of one of his buildings, and you, when you look up, uh, that's weird. I don't know why Nightbot deleted that, but uh, it's because it was all caps. Yeah. <laughs> But or I'm you just gonna say and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you do notice uh, a sh almost like a shadow, like get back into the shadow of the building, and you see it move almost like a almost like a ghost. It's kind of hard to tell, um, but you notice it. You notice the heat that Raul, Raul knows this is it as well, and Raul kind of like you see him like grab a book from what you didn't realize was a side holster underneath his cloak 
and just kind of like with his magic just start to like float towards another building uh, in his little compound he has here. Um, and then he just kind of disappears into the crowd. But spooky. All of you wander back to the tavern. Uh, you meet up with the rest of your friends. Uh, all Weaver, you notice an immediate look on Elka's face as she walks in. Uh, before they get back, though, I would like to have a conversation with Beep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I will just look at Beep and go, uh, friend Beep. Beep. This one is aware that you are capable of more sounds. Why do you not speak? Beep, 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 beep. This one did not think this through. <laughs> I have a random out-of-character question. Sure. Beep meets a can... podcast. Can we draw... <laughs> Can Weaver use speak with animal on Beep? Beep? Don't think so. Beep is a humanoid, so no. Okay. He is part cat. Right? Like, he is technically. Tabaxi, also are, tabaxi are humanoids. So no. <laughs> Beaver, thought, Beaver thought real hard about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that went slightly different than I was expecting, but not that far off of what I was expecting, so I'm good now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you notice Elka kind of walk in with a very stone-cold look on her face. She just beelines to wherever her room is. With your um, perception, you notice that immediately, yeah. Yeah. And quickly behind, um, you notice Thaddeus following. Then I will intercept Thaddeus instead, uh, making sure Elka gets to her room safely. Okay. Um, and then I will intercept Thaddeus and go, uh, friend Thaddeus, what, what is the matter? Um, the gentleman we met down at the bazaar, um, knew we were coming because he's had contact with her uncles. She seems quite upset about it. This one is confused. Why would she be upset? That I don't have an answer for. You know how she gets worked up sometimes about her uncle. This is true. And... I told her I was walking with her, and she acknowledged that I would be there, but basically said she was walking alone. This one understands. So I, you know how they are. Oops, that was not the right button. I was trying to minimize that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know how those women are. You know how those... <laughs> 
I, I, I what are you implying? With, I, I can't speak with animals to go talk to Elk. We need a bad, and I feel bad. We need a. We. Uh, I, I mean, Libra, that's just for later in the evening. <laughs> that's the one I know. <laughs> hey, polymorph is a thing. I just like, you know. So could he polymorph? Beep and then speak to Beep as a, as a sheep. Yes, but all Beep would say is Beep, Beep, Ba, Ba, Black Beep, Beep, Beep. I'm a sheep. Stop it. Gift the right now. gab. You gotta ask for that one. You walk straight into it. Anyways. <laughs> it was, pretty, fair, it was, it was, I, was pretty good. I, I was not expecting that to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a bop or a boop, and <laughs> oh. was gonna was gonna try to do something off of that. But um, anyways. Um, Yep. Um, okay, so um, getting the story from Thaddeus, I will go um, knock on Elka's door. Okay. You hear a, you hear a knock on your door, Elka. You hear nothing. I just... Elka is just sitting on her bed, just kind of like I'm assuming there's a window, so she's just kind of staring out the window, just thinking you hear, Can I hear her breathing <laughs> you hear subtle breaths normal breathing um for the most part but you do hear kind of like intense panic breathing every other like 10 seconds where probably of for for elka a thought pops into your head of like you hear Torben and your uncle's names in the same in the same sentence. So, the thinking back to what happened to Elkis in Torben's yeah. castle, you start reliving a a moderate, like PTSD flashback type of deal. Uh, nothing to like full blown panic panic attack you, but just some just some fun PTSD just some casual PTSD yeah. yeah like well you know just 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 um, to spice it up the life a little bit yeah okay um knowing that she is in there and somewhat panicking i don't have parchment in my inventory but do i have can i say that i have parchment or would i be able to go get some or something like that just mark off a gold and you'll have all you could have parchment yeah i okay. St mundane stuff like that, like same goes for like simple spell, uh, spell materials, unless it's like mm -hmm. diamonds or something like that that you need for like revivify. Generally, it's just assumed you can just run out and get it, and you could probably find it. Like parchment, of course, you could find parchment in a big city, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I will run out, grab some parchment. I will. I'll even just run like down to the tavern proper, grab a piece of parchment. And yeah. Quick quill and write um, a note and slip it under Elka's door, and then I will go ahead and just sit the um, sit along the wall outside. 
Elka's not even gonna notice. At least not for a while. That's fair. Eventually you can't help but, but like, start to realize it's been about half an hour and your friends are probably worried about you. Um, I'm, I am nothing if not patient, so I'm literally just sitting there the entire time. You do casually glance over at the door. You do notice the note. Um, not hard to see. You also do notice, like, the, a very, like, slight sliver of, gre of greenish tan scales. Uh, uh, scales, like, uh, of, of, of Weaver's tail just kind of, like, like casually flopped on the ground of, with him sitting next to the door. And you just see, like, there's barely the tip of his tail underneath the door. So, obviously, after, like, half an hour, like, Elka's gonna be, like, have gone through everything, reminded herself, like, her uncles are both alive and well and fine, her brother's fine, everything's fine. Um, so she's gonna, uh, when she notices the letter, she'll hop off the bed uh, and uh, go pick it up. And oh, she, she won't even read it, she's just gonna open the door and look down at, at Weaver. But not say anything. <laughs> She's still a little like stone cold Jessica Rabbit. No, uh... just just like just kind of look at look at him with like a, a questioning like a expression. I'll look up and uh... this one assumed something was wrong, but did not want to intrude. Just flashbacks from. the past uh so uh i'm fine i'm gonna switch to draconic um, and just say um i was there too remember uh elko will respond in draconic we were all there but my family was almost dead they were and they were here the, the man at the shop said that they were here and they want to relay information or something I, I don't he knows who we all are um, that is a good it, thing isn't it I suppose it just took me by surprise. I understand. But again, and I will. So in my robe, in various like pockets around my robe, I have like little packets basically of um, 100 gold pieces worth of diamonds. Um, and I, I'll just grab three of them randomly and say, um, as long as I'm around, we can at least push back on death a little. There wasn't anything to worry about. I wasn't going to let him die. I think it was just seeing it, even if they're brought back, was gone. And 
I don't think I ever want to see Archer that upset ever again. I hate that they're still out here and doing things. And I know that they're both very powerful, but I could have lost one of them. I could have lost all of them. And <sighs> it's something I don't want to have to remember. Uh, as soon as you said, um, didn't want to see archer that upset uh weaver went full like dog hearing sound it doesn't understand head tilt um and yet you were less worried about losing your uncle i think it it became more real when when i saw how it it affected Archer just I knew because when you see it 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 could take a moment to really register but seeing that grief and pain in someone else's eyes that really just makes it worse makes no. it real I've, I've seen it in your eyes It's not a good thing to see in another person's eyes, someone that you love so much. We don't want our friends and our family to be hurt, and yet I couldn't I couldn't stop it. And it's fixed now, but it was still there. Pain and You said that they're both very capable, didn't you? Yes. But... And you want to protect them from that hurt, do you not? Of course. Doesn't it make sense that they would want to use their power to protect others? I understand uh, that you think very logically, um, but even knowing that they do want, knowing that they want to and are capable of keeping others safe doesn't make it any harder or, or doesn't make it any easier to let them do that. To, to especially seeing Elkis die it it so reminds you it how... isn't it safe to say they feel the same about you though yes but at least I wear armor Out of character, I hate that I'm about to say this, but in character, Weaver gives no fucks. Um, 
Yes, but you are still vulnerable to magics. Hoka's trying really hard not to get mad. <laughs> I feel free. Out of character, feel free. <laughs> she's like, I mean, she's going through like, this is so emotional. Yep. And then here comes Mr. I only do logic. Yep. Elka's just going to look at Weebra for a moment and then close her eyes and go, I need to be alone for a little longer, but thank you for... Helping me, and then she's just gonna close the door again. I, with the door being closed in his face, um, do you mind if I sit here on watch? She'll uh, like open the door a little crack, and she says, "You can do as you please," and then close it again. <laughs> uh, then I will turn around, sit back down, and sit there. Uh, Elka's gonna hop back on the bed and then open up the note you you wrote for her. I it, it was a basically just um, saying like I understand you're upset. I'm here for you. Um, written in Draconic, so it actually has the first person. Um, I understand you're upset. I'm here for you if you need to talk. Um, I may not understand, but, or I may not understand family issues, but I'd like to help. I think the, out of character, I think the worst part is that he doesn't understand emotions that well. That too. That too. Yep. Uh, she's just gonna like put the paper next to her and like go back to doing some deep breathing so she doesn't freak out at the way that Weaver doesn't understand that she just needs to be. She needs to go through all of her emotions so that she's better. <sighs> okay. I don't know where the, oh, I, I don't know where to go next to that. Uh, <laughs> no. Good job, Reaper. And we're done. Cut. Cut. We're, we're next session. See you guys later. No. Uh, Kill the momentum, man. Uh, but Sorry. at this point, Weaver, you do, uh, you do hear the, the heavy footsteps of Ori and Zane, and, uh, wandering back in and wandering up the stairs. Uh, what? quick question. Uh, what time is it? Uh, it's getting at this point, by the time you get back to the tavern, it's about six o'clock at night. <laughs> Did I see oh, going to uh, seven? Like, did I see the guy with the map, at, and still in the tavern area? He is no longer there. Okay. Well, while we're walking in, I want to be talking to Ori, lying to him about how to milk a, uh, <laughs> a dune bounder. Roll, roll did, deception. Did you, pick up? Did, did you pick up that I was lying about it? Oh, I was the first one who brought it up, so... Okay, fair. <laughs> uh, Zane, roll deception check. Ori, roll an insight check. That fail. I'm gonna... I'm gonna say... Okay, I roll with disadvantage. Zane, roll with advantage. Ori, roll with disadvantage. Because Ori's already been convinced. 19. <laughs> also, Ori would have no idea if this is true or not. Yep. 
uh, yeah, you beat it. Yeah, he's uh, you're 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 fully buying this the, this process that Zane's just what? bullshitting. <laughs> it's like halfway through his conversation, or he's just like, "What do I need to know this?" I mean, it's kind of interesting, but you know, it's just... are we are we gonna do that at some point? Do we have to? I mean, I don't right. even if you if you want to. I don't necessarily want to, but the. I mean, if I just want milk, I'll just go get it from, like, a cow. As you walk into the bar. <laughs> Man, what a bunch of weirdos. God damn it. Um, Weaver, you notice Alan. I have to know. <laughs> If we were, you notice Alice, Alan poking out, uh, poking his head out of his, his door that, uh, of his room. Hey, uh, is everything all right out there? Alan speaks Draconic too, right? He does. Okay. Um, in, actually, no, I, I'll, if he asked in common, I will answer in common. Um, this one thinks he has offended Elka. Okay. How so? This one doesn't understand family. I see. And uh, the reason why you why you think you offended her is because of that? Perhaps. Well, family's a funny thing. Sometimes it's loving and fun to be with, and sometimes, unfortunately, in, uh, on recent times, it's not always the best experience. Some people have rough times with their families. Some of them aren't accepted for who they are. And I think, uh, I think Elka being who she is and being from the family that she's from, I think she deals with some issues with that. Maybe, uh, a, uh, a feeling of, insecurity but you can't really be you can't really be mad at her for or be you can't really be mad at her for being for feeling that way especially this, if her this one is not mad I assume so this one, this one feels guilt more than anything well Elk was a strong one, and uh, she's dealt, from what I've heard and from everything that I understand about her, she's dealt with some things in her life that haven't been that easy. And uh, sometimes things that aren't easy can have a way of creeping back into the forefront of your brain. So, 
I'd say just give her a little bit of time. And uh, I heard through the. Let me let me be frank. I, I heard it. I heard the. What's going on? And uh, the fact that somebody knows. Uh, somebody knows all of your names here in the city. Uh, I'll be there with you right along the way, just in case things get hairy. But I think perhaps, per perhaps it would be wiser to have an unknown commodity. Perhaps you could be wild-shaped and appear to be a pet. Uh, I can certainly do that. Uh, or I can just be a, and he'll like fold his body. You've seen you've seen wild shape, Druid's wild shaping because you've done it yourself. Mm. You'll just mm. see him like twist in on himself, and you'll see him turn into a spider, and then he'll twist back up and in, into his into his uh, normal self. I can be as small as that. I could be a rat. I could be a. I don't think I could be a fly on the wall. I might be a little too small. But, um, can certainly be a spider on the wall. Crawl off one of your legs or one of your arms and, uh, just observe. Be my cat. Perhaps that would be most wise. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can be the eyes and ears just in case things go south. And if things do go south, I can pop out of my form and deal with who needs to be dealt with. This one would appreciate that. Thank you. My pleasure. Weaver, I think I think your best bet, and he's going to say this really loud so Alka can hear it through the through the uh, door. <laughs> Weaver, I think your best bet is just to let Elka be. She's safe there, and I'll, I'll know if uh, anything, anything happens in that room, since while I'm, he'll point at his door that's like right down the hall. I don't know if anything happens in there, so I think it's okay to be at ease. She'll get through her issues. Sometimes you just need to give uh, give people time when they're dealing with that type of wound. If you, I, I will pick up that he is speaking loudly, um, obviously, and uh, equally as loud. Um, if you will be around to keep watch for her, then Yes, this one will make himself scarce. I think it's best just to let her be. Uh, I mean, I, I hate being able—I hate having the ability, as you can probably uh, attest to, being able to eavesdrop on people when you don't intend to is a bit, uh, a bit frustrating. So I, I get the sense just from things she said to herself and quiet, she might just need some time. But I'll, I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep an ear out for. You can go uh, converse with the rest of the rest of your friends and figure out what what the what the game plan is, and from there we'll we'll go uh, we'll do what we got to do. I shifting to draconic for two words. I will say, uh, you mean our friends, right? He will look at you and smile. In draconic, yeah. I think so. And he'll smile and turn around and walk back into his room. And I will go ahead and 
leave the hallway and go back to the tavern proper. Oh, well, at this point, at this point, uh, you hear you hear Zane giving Ori the rundown about how you can milk Doombounders, um, and uh, you walk down and see all of them at the same table. Uh, Alara at this point is like probably zonked out <laughs> because of having a have having a uh, belly full of cheese and and drinks, appy juice, probably. You know, standard Alara stuff. <laughs> and uh, all of you are sitting down. It's starting to become around seven, eight o'clock. He told you he told you in about three hours. It's now been a two and a half. Um, so at this point, you guys are getting. You guys have just a little bit of time to talk about what the game plan is, if there is any going to talk to Rahul. Oh, he seems to know things we need to know. But can we trust him? This one does not know. But this one spoke with Alan and um, I'm going to kind of real quiet and lean in so that, you know, anybody eavesdropping would have to, I would have to notice if there was anybody eavesdropping type of thing. Right. Um, um, Alan will be in another form to be smaller, an insect or a spider or mouse or something, and he will be our ace in the bag. You'll hear a very loud chuckle from upstairs. Alan hearing that. Oh, because I'm trying to. I'm I'm like, uh, literally trying to have it be just the. Alan's passive here. perception is passive perception is stupid. Like even higher uh, than mine. Obnoxious. Higher than mine. That's it, a, okay. I'm impressed. Twenty <laughs> twenty nine. Holy shit! Yeah. So he can hear he can he can hear mouse farts or, or fly farts. Yeah, like he's. How does he sleep at night? Earplugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Nobody checked his inventory for earplugs or not. Nope. Um. Okay, then yeah, I, that's it. Falco's <laughs> gonna come out of her room. And grab some food. You'll, Join her friends. You'll feel a a light presence land on your shoulder, Elka, as you're as you're walking down the stairs, and you uh, you hear in your ear, and you look over. It's a it's a brightly colored bird, uh, and you hear in your uh, just needed a shoulder to tag along on. She's gonna nod and keep walking. And as, uh, as as you hit the ground floor, you'll see Alan bird form <laughs> fly over and then, like, polymorph into a jumping spider and land on Weaver's coat. Weaver, you'll notice it. Your passive perception is high enough. Uh, with with that, you'll notice the bird, but you won't know. Everyone will notice the bird, but they won't notice it disappear. They just kind of poof. 
So, but Vuivre, you do notice the, you do notice the spider. Mm -hmm. I want to ask or something real quick. Uh, <clears throat> while you were at the tavern, did you notice a oh, what's like on the race name? I don't know why. Uh, the Frogman. Oh, uh, Grun. Yeah. <clears throat> did you notice a Grun? Um, walk by at all? The one you were speaking to. Yes. And he was, that wasn't a grung, he was a gnome, by the way. Oh. The guy you were talking to? The guy with the map? Yeah, he was, a, he was a gnome. He was a fat gnome. Oh, okay. Where did I get that from then? I mean, I'm fucking... I thought he was a dwarf. Uh, alright, then he'll say, uh, he'll say gnome then. Did you notice him walk by at all? I I'm gonna guess that I did, um, because I kind of. You would have noticed a rotund gnome wander out mm. onto the street. About you, you would have noticed. You would have noticed the the man Ori was talking to. You would have noticed him mm -hmm. stand up, pack up all of his things, and wander out into the street somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so he left. Yeah. As opposed to going upstairs. Gotcha. Correct. Gotcha. And then I will relay that to Oreo along with a very rough time of when that happened. Damn. Wanted to know what room he was in. He does not have a room here, this one would guess. Is, is he important? Should this one have followed? Mm, he might be. Don't worry about the following part. Well, I'm sure he'll show up eventually. Very well. You'll hear a very tiny, squeaky uh, Alan voice in your ear, Weaver. I think we should probably get going. This one thinks we should get going. Onward, then. Lead the way. Alan will, as you finally get out into a uh, open space, Alan will be like, it's kind of hard to talk in my spider form. So he will uh, he will flip back into the bird form and sit on your shoulder, Weaver, as you're walking. Kids, I don't know uh, what this guy wants, and I don't know what he can do, but uh, if you notice any hostility towards you, uh, I can uh, I can deal with him. But I, I don't. We were just on odds. I don't know. I don't know what his abilities are. So keep your, uh, stay on your toes as he looks down at Ori's hooves. <laughs> uh, it's a metaphor. Well, spider form it is. <laughs> and now he's just this tiny little orb weaver like jumping spider on on, on Weaver's hood. 
in, in my turban or yeah <laughs> okay sitting on top of your turban just kind of nestling himself down into it so he can't be seen uh eventually all of you do walk over the night is starting to sweep uh sweep into the city however you look up it's dark but you you notice floating orbs of light that are springing off of now the plain 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 to see dome that's over the city and you see orbs of all colors start to float down and light lighten up the uh uh, the roadways and the uh, the alleyways and where nor where you used to darkness in the middle of the desert the oasis town definitely had is definitely a good name for this place because it is like a it is like an oasis beacon in, in the middle of this desert you see lights flying around you see all matter of people out and about bar hopping um it's a pretty jovial town um but eventually you do make it to this group the group of buildings and for Vivra, alan uh Vivra, alan and um beep it's a it's kind of interesting uh because now that you get a better look at it, it is like five buildings, but all of them are painted the same color and around the same color, same style. And all of them seem to be intertwined and connected with like canopies overhead. And you now, now notice that there's not anybody around from the bustle that, the, that, that it was three hours ago. It is now completely dead. And uh, as you approach, you do notice a bronze rotund dragonborn standing outside what looks to be smoking a pipe and he'll look out ah oh, well I'm glad you came um, and he'll put out the pipe and toss in one of his side pouches I uh I think it's best we do this inside private chambers don't know who's listening around Very well. And he will point to now what will be the largest of the store, and uh, Soros and I will show you what that looks like. Uh, I'm going to hang back and make sure Al Alara, Zane, and Beep all enter ahead of me. Okay. Um, and if I can grab, I guess, Zane of the three of them. Um, if I can, like, sneak a quick word in edgewise um, without this guy, without Raul noticing. Uh, I'd say roll a, we'll say slide a hand check. 18. Not bad. We'll see if he notices. His passive perception isn't that high, and his perception isn't that high. Uh, he, he notices you talking to once one another, but he doesn't really ascertain to what you're saying. He doesn't really seem to care. Um, I will very quietly to Zane. Um, let me let this one know if there is any 
interference with magics. This one does not want to be caught unawares. I will do. So, any of you wondering what uh, what he looks like? Holy, I love him. He's a He's a chonky dragonborn. Oh, oh, Lord, he's coming. Six foot uh, three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yeah, I would protect him with my life. Happy, alive, thriving in his lane. You know, he's six foot. He's about six foot two, and if he's not three hundred pounds, he's damn near it. Uh, I got your joke. I did as Thank well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I, I let it go off my back because we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. And we're used to it going on your back. <laughs> he sparks up a fireball okay, and blows all of you up. Uh, oh man! Three d six psychic damage for that one, Zach. Okay, Stormy. <laughs> God damn it! Okay. And shut up. Rerolling a new character. Shut up, Thud. <laughs> um, he guides all. He guides all of you in. Uh, Alara is on top of Ori's shoulders. Um, <clears throat> see her beeps hanging back with Weavra. Yeah. I'm making sure that um, I am behind Zane and waiting for any sort of danger signal type of thing. Yeah, you've by the way, you've since had a long rest. Your your HP is at oh, sixty one. Okay. If you can drag me in there, and yeah, yeah, put I me... get you. Uh, would I have a chance to re up my spells too? Yeah, yeah, it was. You guys had a long rest the day prior, so. I oh no, you know what the the couple of the changes I made, I would have made. I wouldn't have made until today so the conversation today like right 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 scry, scry. Yeah. yeah that'd be so, yeah for that'd be a tomorrow thing gotcha yep yep Ro will guide all of you in alan will we'll use uh yeah i guess we'll just use alan's token but tiny uh what the f i didn't click on you alan I, I meant to drag you not click on you okay roll 20 is being stupid i guess i should uh no i don't need him up actually um, so Alan, uh, oh, well, there he is. Um, I need to re, uh, I need to re make him a square. Um, like actually not sh smushed like that. He's going to be on the wall hiding. Um, in fact, he's actually going to be, which you don't have to make a stealth check. That's a natural 20. So he will... Oh, yeah hide oh. he will climb and hide up underneath the bar here or his uh his little uh counter salesman counter and he will just sit here and he'll stand as close as possible to raul uh in a spider form as he can um and we're missing aria because squirtle is in kansas city uh okay that's all of you and he'll look at all. Well, um, I suppose, and he will. He will thaumaturgy the door closed. And you'll see his hand like, like wave in front of him. And you'll look. You'll turn around, Weaver. You'll notice it. 
uh, and Zane, you'll also notice the Ar the Arcana coming off his fingers. You'll see a lock form on the door in the form of an arcane lock. That's just to ensure no peeping ears can come through that door. I understand all of you are on guard, and uh, I wouldn't be foolish enough to um, be in here by my lonesome uh, if I was going to fight all of you. So please, I, I, I beg, just listen to what I have to say, and you'll soon understand why, why I need to talk to you. About three weeks ago, um, Elka, your uncle... Your uncle's archer and Elkis stopped through. Um, they were with a woman. Uh, she she introduced herself as Ophelia. I've never seen her. Um, but she seemed to be trusted by your uncles. And uh, they let me know that they were on a... Basically a, a witch hunt trail for Torben. Uh, they've been tracking him since the ordeal that they had in, on Ebrax, and they let me know that you were a part of that. And he, they wanted me to introduce you to the region. Uh, they had heard from uh, someone in Artemis, he, they didn't tell me who, that you'd be coming this way in search of a, um, a specific gemstone, which I have an idea of what you're looking for, but I do hope you could enlighten me. Um, but they did leave a few things for you um, that could help you in your journeys, whatever that may be. Um, first things first, and he will reach into his bag of holding... And you'll see him pull out the, a scroll probably about a foot long. And it's folded in on, a, on, on itself. Uh, and it has a seal on it with a giant EB uh, sealed in wax. And he will walk up to you. He left this for me to give to you. And he will hand you this scroll. Um... It's contents I'm kind of aware of, but uh, do be careful that one likes to uh, do be careful to uh, make sure your grip isn't too tight on it or it won't work properly. Do you open the sealed scroll? I'm going to ask him what he what it, what he knows about it first. Uh, Elkis told me this is a little a little spell that he created, um, an enchantment called a uh, living item uh this is what from what i understand a living scroll anything that is written inside of it is spoken out in the use in the caster's voice is he telling the truth he is not lying okay he seems forthright she's gonna look at it and then look at him again and say, so there's a message from my uncle in this. Uh, from what I understand, he wrote it one night and handed it to me prior to him leaving. 
she's gonna just tuck it into her bag uh, to read later or to listen to later, I guess. Uh, from what I understand, he it was an, it was a message for all of you. But I wanted to make sure that it landed in your hands since you're his niece. But before you do that, I suppose I should give you a little background on who I am. Reintroductions are reintroductions are in order. My my name is Raul Grayson. Uh, I am I was born here in the Rania Trench, um, and uh, I've been living here pretty much all my life. Uh, how I know your uncles? I came into contact with them when I went to school. Uh, I was a young man. Um, didn't know exactly um, what I wanted to do with my life, but my parents sent me off to this magical school over in Valencia, first time I'd ever left my home, and uh, I just happened to meet your uncles. They were uh, part of some... <laughs> I called it the Cool Kids Club. Um, but I, I met them in walking around and speaking, and uh, they seemed pretty interested in the ar in arcane matters, and uh, I found a kindred spirit with uh, a lot of the students there. Um, and if you're wondering which school I'm talking about, it's the Strixhaven School of Magic uh, over in Arcavios. You know, you know, uh, God rest their souls for whoever, whoever died there. I did hear a lot about that school when I was younger. Yes, they were. Uh, it was a school that was marvelous. Uh, I was a second year student. Um, and when your uncles came in, they uh, they sure did make a stir. Uh, but I fought right alongside them when uh, when the when tragedy struck. And um, ever since then, I've been keeping in contact with them. And, uh, I've been meaning to get a hold of them. Um, and they just happened to pop up in my store three weeks ago after about, eh, last time I saw them prior to that was about five years prior. But, uh, Elkis was beaming about you, and he'll look at you. Okay. She is gonna somehow blush under her fur. <laughs> He's beaming about how a strong little, how, how strong his little niece had become, despite her lack of an ability, despite her lack of ability to use magic, and despite everything that was all, all the, we'll call them, uh, ex expectations that were put on her at a young age. She, he was telling me about how Archer proudly trained her to use a sword and be able to stab people where they didn't want to be stabbed. He was, they were both quite proud from what I understand and they uh, asked me to keep a few items for you and I believe that scroll explains what the items are so that's, that's why my why I stopped you. She'll I guess pull it back out of her bag and say uh, well I mean I suppose if you're friends with them then uh, 
safe to open this around you then. I appreciate. Did I pick that up on insight or? What are you sorry? You run back to. The, um, or are you trying the, to insight? Friends with. Uh, He's very honest right now. There, there's no hint of dishonesty on his face. Then, if Elka like glances back in my general direction, I'm just gonna nod. Yeah, she'll probably look at everyone uh, before she decides to open up the the thing. You don't see uh, it, but 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 uh, Alan gives you a spider a spider thumbs up. Uh, so I guess I'll uh, pop open that seal. You pop open the seal, and you immediately hear the voice of your uncle. Uh, and let me show to you guys what that scroll looks like. Should be in your uh, in your journal now. In it, it says you hear in your uncle's very uh, posh voice. My dearest niece to Elka, I hope this living scroll finds you well. Rosalor Hillish let me know via a sending spell that you were probably heading this way with the rest of your friends. Archer and I are heading towards the southern Estria region with, a, with our dear friend and mentor, Ophelia Thorne, to investigate the movements of Torben von Aurelius. We will be meeting with the Razor Kings and Tyward with hope that we will have their cooperation in searching the Razor Shell Islands for Torben. I will keep in touch with you via the sending stone that I have left with Raoul. If I have any words of advice for you, it would be to trust Raoul. He has, he has vast knowledge of the region, and he holds sway in the local governments and tribes of the Trench. He will also gladly purchase anything of value from you that you, that you find during your travels. The journey you have in front of you is perilous and full of confusing puzzles and trials. I do wish that I could join you to ensure your safety, but the virus that is Torben must be purged from this reality. Therefore, Archer, Ophelia, and I have left a few gifts that should help you with your journey. For you, I have left the Necklace of Spellcasting. This will give you access to a few of my favorite spells. You will know which spells I chose once you put on the necklace. Keep this a secret from your grandpa. For Zane, Archer has left an all-purpose tool and a pair of eyes of minute seeing. He also left a note for Zane with Raul explaining the two items. And at this point, Raul will slip you a note saying, and I will, I will share that with you in just a moment. For Ori, I have left a horn. I, I have left a horn ornament that is enchanted with the Misty Step spell. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's huge. For Alara, I have asked Raul to give her a ring of the Woodlands. She will know what to do with it when she wears it. For Vaten. Ophelia has provided a pearl of power that is mounted on a, wo a woven necklace of leather and wood. For Beep, I have left a set of earrings of bardic disposition. I have also heard from Rosalor that you were searching for Aiko, so Archer has left his extra, his extra bow of magic disruption, just in case you end up finding him. Use that however you see fit if you can't find him. I am sure these items will service you well in your efforts to find a Cordeorum. Signed, Elkis Burningheart. P.S. If you need potions of healings, please ask me first before spending my gold. Love you, kid. Be safe and good luck. And then you hear in another voice. P.S.S. This is Archer. 
If you die, I'll kill you. Then I'll kill Zane for not keeping you safe. Luckily, Ophelia knows how to wake your dumb asses back up. What I'm trying to say is, don't die. And then the scroll... Right. The scroll folds in on itself and then rebinds itself. And Raul just kind of looks at all of you. Oh, apologies. Uh, there's uh, one more letter. Uh, as, as Zane, he'll hand you... This is here. I'll go and sh I'll just show it to everybody so it's there. Um, apologies. Uh, there's one more letter. And it's for Thaddeus, um, from Elkis. And uh, let me, because I specifically only want to put it in Thaddeus's journal. Put it there. So, if you want to read the note that Archer wrote you, you can. Zane. Um, but awesome. yeah, I'll read it out loud. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, so uh, it was, it was both Zane and Thaddeus got notes. So I see Zane's note, not mine. Uh, it should be okay. I'll then I'll just show, I'll just show that to players. Then hold on, I'm not on my normal computer so. Okay, let me just show. Uh, hit show to players. Okay. It should be there now. So, you can, uh, Archer's note to Zane is pretty simple. <laughs> uh, you want me to read it? Do you want to read it, Zane? I've read mine already. Okay. It's all good. Okay, all right. Uh, if you want to read that, it's in your journal. Uh, but Thaddeus, you receive a note from Elkis. If you'd like to Go ahead it. and read it, because my eyes are killing me right now. Okay. Dear Thaddeus, I hope this letter finds you well. You can choose to keep this letter a secret from the others if you feel you need to. You're probably wondering why your name was excluded from my scroll. The reason for this is Ooh. your the reason for this is your gift is that of information. You will notice a sigil on the bottom of that at the bottom of the letter. Simply touch the crest with your intent. Uh, sorry. Simply touch the crest with intent. And you and I can have a much-needed conversation about Noetic. I consider him an old friend, and I fear the path he has chosen for himself will lead him to ruin. Signed, Elkis Burningheart. Holy shit. So, the uh, the magic items are displayed out in front of you by Raul. Um, and I will send all of you your individual links after the session because there's like a bunch of them um and you can add them to your uh add them to your thing um or your character sheet well that's all i have that was left over and uh i um can't help but notice some shock on some of your faces is everything all right yeah. Everything should be fine. Actually, here, I can... Um, um, Elvis, is gonna go, Elvis is going to be really quiet again and just, like, be crying, like, really silently, like, really... Yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and send... Uh, let me, the one that matters, because it's a lot to digest, is that one I just sent to Mousy. Um... 
Ah, fuck it. I'll just send it to everybody real quick while I'm here. I get all of these? Yep. Your uncle loves you, man. Jesus Christ. There's those two. Uh... That one goes to Nate. Oh, it won't let me. Because I'm a war I'm a fighter. Ah, well then uh, you can multi-class and just put wizard for sorcerer and it'll let you do it. Um goes to you. Uh Ring of the Woodlands goes to Lexi. Um Bearings of Bardic Disposition go to Austin. Where the fuck? He used three fucking times. Jesus Christ. Three times a long rest. Yep. Let's go. They're looking out for you guys. Where is Austin's? Oh, he's scout. That's why. And a bow of magic disruption. I am just going to give to. Who wants the ba bow of magic dis disruption? I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you can. If you, uh, you have two people that use longbows in your party, I think, right? Yeah, Aria, Aria uses one, and you use one, so you guys can fight. I'll go ahead and send it to you, Todd, just so you can look at it. What it is is basically you can use uh, the bow and chance three arrows a day to use the dispel magic spell. So you have to hit a. I you have to hit a magic a, a magic item or a magic sigil with it, and it dispels it. Oh, okay. So, if you want to go over what spells you just got, Elka, you certainly can. But or you can keep that to yourself and keep it a secret. But I will think about it. Okay, because there is quite a few. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta figure out how to put them. And Raul, I'm I'm flabbergasted at the moment. Piers, your uncle's new noetic. I just they know a lot of people, so that's kind of not surprising. I the longing in my heart is deep. And burns. And Sorry. it seems there might be a path forward, but I will share this with you and the rest of the group. Um, hold on one second. Don't, oh, okay. Don't pause for that. That's a smart ass comment. Um. Oh. Sorry, I forgot to mention. I was wondering if somebody was saying no, don't say anything. Um, anyways, uh, sorry, it's emotional. When we were back in the other city, I hired a woman to do a, a scry spell to search out for an wedding. And in the vision, and Zane and Ori were with me, Noetic was on a beach with Torben. And there were two others in the vision that did not, they were blurred. You'll, 
you'll hear a throat clear from Raul. Just a <clears throat> well, if it's uh, if it's noetic, if there's a noetic you're speaking of. I know a noetic. A bod. Indeed. Hap yes, we were the best of friends, and we both left our villages. Well, we were forced to leave our villages because of the way we felt about each other. I... I've heard this story before. And on our journey, we were separated to save each one of our lives from a life of slavery. That was the first time I've ever killed anybody. But together, we would have both died separate we both would possibly live. You'll see Raul and that will... as you're doing that, he, as you're saying that, he will flash his hands down and he will cast Major Image. And in front of you, you see for the first time in many years a younger version of Noetic. That is him. I was curious. He, uh, he spoke of a of a friend. Uh, we were in the same school year together. Uh, we were the same age. Well, age is relevant is relative when elves are involved. Um, but I see from your reaction, this is the right guy. Yes, yes, it is. He will. Oh. He will. I love separated us from our homes. It separated us for protection. I've heard the and story. And I know I have longed for a return. I've heard the story. He uh he did tell me briefly about it uh in our days at Strixhaven. Um we we shared a we shared a, a common a few common teachers um and now that I think back, that Ophelia lady, I knew I recognized her. I just couldn't remember where. She's, she was also a professor at that school. So I wonder if Torben has anything to do with that school. And you just see him starting to like talk out loud and think. Um, I'm so a couple things that I would like to do, a few things that I would like to do. Um, I would like to walk up next to Thaddeus and very awkwardly put my hand on his shoulder and in an attempt to comfort him, despite being me and not knowing how to do that. Um, and I'm going to turn in response and just give him a full body hug. The, the, board. The, <laughs> yep, the, the, the awkward back padding, like... And uh, you'll see, you'll see Raul. You'll see Raul. I wonder if, and I, he'll flick his hand, and he'll change the age of Noetic to make him look slightly older. Uh, but for an elf, slightly older isn't that much older. Um, no, he's half elf. Oh, he's half elf. So yeah, he is looking a little bit older. Uh, Twenty years has done a lot of. Uh, has has done a little bit of wear and tear on his on his half elven frame. I 
can't help but be intrigued by your relationship with Noetic. But that's that's interesting. I never knew. I never noticed. I'd or never figured I'd meet people that are so well connected to my school years. Um, where are you staying currently? I, the inn. I I already I already X'd out of my notes is what it's called. Oh yes, the inn. That one, yes. Well I I'm going to um after releasing from the hug, um I'm gonna try and <laughs> uh, I'm gonna interrupt and say uh this one thinks we are all in agreement that we can trust Raul. Oh, I, I knew Alan was over there. And Alan will pop up. Oh, hell. When they said Raul, I didn't think it'd be you. I'm gonna look at Alan and... He, uh... This, this feller was taught by my brother. long time ago, 20 years ago, but, uh... Who's your brother? Oh, yeah, his name's Eustace. God damn it! He mentioned Eustace to you before. He said nothing! <laughs> son of a bitch! Hey, I haven't thought about my brother in a while. He did die a while back, but, uh... I haven't put two and two together. He... The lore! The lore! <laughs> I wasn't even a part of that first campaign, and that... Still got me. <laughs> you are now. <laughs> Welcome to the shit show that is Zach Browning's head. Uh, yeah, well, I, mean, I thought about my brother in a while. It's verbal. We uh, we care about our our siblings, but yeah, he, he, he uh he kind of died a while ago. At least to my knowledge, I thought I, f I felt him slip off this mortal plane when he got crushed by that Titan, but. Wait, weren't we calling Alan Eustace for a while? Yep. Yes. I, it was, was the joke. It was the joke, yeah. Yeah. Because oh, okay. uh, they're both they're both furbolgs inflicted with uh with lycanism. <laughs> so Well, uh Raul, it's uh you've gotten old there, pal. Well, I can say the same for you, you old shit. And they both, uh, Alan will, like, laugh and, like, step, he'll, like, vault over very shittily over the, <laughs> over the, ca over the ca uh, counter and just kind of shake his hand. Yeah, fellas, we can, kids, we can, uh, we can trust this guy. He, uh, find no, no one more outstanding than him. Um, uh, even though, um... I'm reasonably certain Raul speaks Draconic. Um, I will say in Draconic. Um, just kind of jokingly to um, Alan. You could have let us know that uh, you recognized him sooner. Alan will smile at you. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> um, I feel like I don't Elka, know you anymore. Elka's going to put on the necklace... Uh, and like a tune. Yes. 
How long is that going to take? Ten minutes. Okay. So you could have, you could have, you could have, you could have put it on while all this com before this conversation yeah. started happening. I figured she's just like fiddling with like, the necklace. Yeah. Right. Like getting all of the information about the magic she can use. And as um, as you attune, you, the voice of your uncle starts to ring in your head about how to use each spell. And all of a sudden, you remember the magic lessons that were fruit that were fruitless back when you were a kid, and you start remembering what cantrips are like and what what they can do and how often you can use them. And things start coming back as you put that necklace on. So she is going to uh, like look around a little bit, and then she's gonna point at Weaver, and Weaver is going to hear in his head in a in a whisper like, "I may need your assistance later on tonight." You hear the one will... voice of Alka. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm gonna try to respond in kind. Uh, in common, uh, this one is happy to assist. Uh, She'll like look at him and give him a little nod, and <laughs> she just used her first cantrip. Congrats. Dun, dun, dun. She's like, she's going to stand there and be like all smiles, like, but she's also still got like a little bit of tear staining on her fur. So she's just like a, a wash of emotions. Raul, I do have a question for you. Of course. Um, are you able to identify things of magical or alchemonic? He'll just. I have a couple of potions that I have acquired, and I just do not know what they are. Oh, of course, as Zach scrambles for what note notes those potions are, uh, <laughs> uh, he'll just kind of like point around his shop. I do deal in magical things. Sure, put them down. Yes, put them. Put them down the counter. I'll gladly identify them for you. Uh, let me pull up what those were. Which ones are there? So they're the ones you found in. Anorak, right? The one you swiped off the uh, swiped off yeah, the, Tim a shelf. jar a gold potion. Okay. Large, large jar and then I can't this is so small I can't read it. Was it was a it was a it was a pearlescent milky liquid. Gross. It looks a lot like what you think it is. Um, so he puts them down. I got him. So he puts, he immediately like pulls up his monocle. Ah, well, what you got there? And he'll point at the golden liquid is a potion of heroism. And the next one, as he'll look up at your cloak and chuckle, that's a potion of invisibility. Okay, not sure I need that, but maybe. It's those, those are quite gross. Um, Go ahead. That's that's how freaky it would be if I was invisible. Not Alan's, not any NPC I've ever played. Zach's blood just ran cold when you said, "Can I have it?" <laughs> An invisible Ori sounds awful. With Misty Step. With Misty Step. <laughs> Imagine a fucking 500 pound 10 foot minotaur just teleporting to you. I don't have to imagine. 
I think it's gonna we'll be save so this cool. for when we meet Torben. Oh, well, Torben may be able to see invisibility. Um, Seems like he was able to see you, Yoda, you. You're oh, that's true. Torben is a... That's the other thing I wanted to speak about. Torben is... Nasty, as you probably are aware. He's a man that had everything taken from him, and now he has nothing to lose. And he will come to kill you, whether it's him or one of his little cronies. So you well, must be ready. I believe... I hope I meet Go ahead. I hope I meet him face to face if he's done what I've seen in my vision. He probably has done what he he has he probably has done what he's what you saw in any vision, or he was just showing you that vision to mess with you. He's, well, I have a ray PR for his side of his head. Well, he is an undead, so you may need more than that. Speaking of which, and he will pull out a sending stone and hand it to you, Alka. This is a this is a sending stone your uncle left. This will be able you'll be able to contact him only once a day. It's just a normal sending stone. So do be sure to uh, keep your message brief. Um, but use that whenever. Um, also, if you're dealing with vampires, and he'll smile, you need holy water. And he will put down three vials of holy water uh, in front of... Uh, he'll hand them to you, Zane, looking at your bag of holding. Three vials, you said? Three vials of holy water. As you go to grab them, Zane, you hear a voice echo through your head. Be still now. And as your hand reaches out, you feel your arm start to tense up. And your shoulder locks. And then all of a sudden you feel your heart slowly start to stop beating. And you feel all of your extremities start to slowly seep down in numbness. And all of you watch as Zane just falls over flat on his back eyes wide not moving but you see and then immediately Raul pulls out a staff from under his cloak and points to a creature that Weaver you now look and see is a little eyeball of a creature almost looks like a Tamini Beholder flying around and then you watch the arcane lock that was glowing from this side start to unravel from the outside um do i have a half a second to run over to zane and cast the spell you or i should say an action too i would say yes um there this is a surprised round uh so technically no but okay. as you watch the arcane lock dissolve you would have the ability to walk over and try to lay your hand down on Zane nothing 
Nothing from mm -hmm. Lesser Restoration? Nothing works from Lesser Restoration. Okay. You feel your spell you feel your spell go into his body, but nothing happens. At this point, the door slowly creaks open, and you see staring at you a troubled-faced, bald-headed, maroon, ruby-red robes. We're going to say Thaddeus and Weavra make a history check. Actually, Arcana. Sorry. I think is that is that the same role though? It's the same same. Okay, I'll take I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh so that fatty so roll an arcana check. Nineteen. That's really good. You would immediately know that this man is undead. And you would immediately know that the one that has just graced you with his presence is, in fact, a lich. It's a, li a, a lich. You cut out? I'm sorry. Is, yeah. in fact, a lich. And he will point right at Raul. And he'll smile. You're next. And that's where we'll end tonight's session. You bastard. Yeah. Can I have that, can I have that uh, item on right now? Yeah, I could say all of you put on the items that that you're. Okay. Yeah, outside. Okay. And Missy you, steps behind him. You'll you'll have you'll have attunement uh, time. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to to uh, toll the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personnel. Uh, Zane, before we end, mm -hmm. your brain is still working. You find yourself floating around in your own self-conscious, not able to move your body. Oh. That's where we'll end it. You have COVID. <laughs> and anybody it's who's played Dungeons COVID. and Dragons oh, may man. have an idea of what just happened. So we'll just... I got petrified. Maybe. Words are a strange thing in Dungeons and Dragons. Hulk is going to be like, so anyway, I started blasting. Fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> I got a magic oh, missile now. Fire. No, the shots All right. on fire. All right. Well, that will do it for us. I, I will be right back. Thank you for playing. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching. I'm clearly tired. Um, I'm going to go find some more tea or something and continue working on stuff but everyone have a wonderful night um we'll catch we'll pick this up next week uh hopefully no one will die that's the hope but this should be fun anyways thanks for watching guys have a wonderful night uh we'll see you tomorrow with some Baldur's gate 3 live here we're in we're in the middle of act two and uh if that's exciting if that excites you uh hopefully you'll stop in and say what's up if you're new here to the channel and you're watching and you haven't followed yet, hit the follow button. We're close to 50 followers here on Twitch. And if you're not subscribed over onto our YouTube channel, please subscribe there as well. If you're watching us on YouTube, it doesn't hurt to hit the subscribe button. It 
just just if you if you do what I do, you hit the subscribe button and then you put then you turn off the notifications. I get it. People don't want to get notified for shit. Anyways, have a wonderful night. I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Bye bye.